This is your last chance to enter the Ohio Lottery's Fun Turns 50 promotion. Score $3,500 in two tickets to the epic party at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, where you could win part of another $400,000 in cash prizes. Enter the new 50th anniversary scratch-off or $50 worth of eligible non-winning $5 or $10 scratch-offs and my lotto rewards through the Ohio Lottery app. Hurry up. The last entry deadline is May 13th. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello and welcome back to Two Vegan Idiots. Carl here. Julian here. Hello, everyone. Hope you're How- Hope you do you say hope you're keeping safe? Yeah. <laughs> stay safe. safe That's what everyone do. says now, isn't it? Stay safe. Yeah. End of every conversation. Stay safe. <laughs> so I'm staying indoors, mate, watching fucking Seinfeld specials. My dick ain't safe. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is a new episode. Uh, this is uh, we caught up with Milo McCabe. I think it's the first time Milo yeah, it's the first time Milo's come on, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I've been meaning to get him for ages. A yeah, good yeah. mate, good day, good mate. Uh, yeah, he's very funny. Also into some extremely of the, good looking, isn't he? So good looking. He's into some of the hippie shit we're into. He's got a lot, yeah. mate. He's got it all, man. He's got, it, got all. it all. Um, quick shout out to Liz Gold. We forgot to. We forgot her on the list of patrons that we shouted Liz out. Liz Gold, shout out. Yeah, we forgot her on. Uh, somehow we missed her off when we were doing the ones on. If the we day, have forgot it. anybody else. Just uh, no, I mean, don't cry. <laughs> no, it's just message yeah. us. Literally missing her out is the opposite of the things you're meant to get for being a patron. <laughs> it's like we'll just give you a bit of a, a bit of a self confidence knock if you sign up. <laughs> <laughs> um at, talking of patrons um so if you do want to sign up patreon.com forward slash two vegan idiots thanks to everyone who has signed up we've got a little special thing tomorrow so this is obviously currently this podcast has gone out on friday may the 8th um saturday may the 9th we're going to be doing a live uh little zoom thing where patrons can join us and do like a q a and chat to us so basically, we'll be releasing the meeting code at one uh, forty-five Saturday afternoon. So it's at two p.m. Saturday, the 9th of May, uh, live yes. on Patreon. Yeah. So tomorrow, basically. Can, yeah, yeah, and people can. We'll see them on video. Will we? If they want, they can have their camera on yeah. if they want to engage. Or they can just face. be there and listen without their camera on. Yeah, yeah, but if they just, so they can actually yeah. ask us a question and stuff, and you know face-to-face patron catch-up nice so yeah if you're a patron just go go on there 145 and then we'll uh, be ready to go if you're not a patron you want to see it sign up mate what's the you can sign up for as little as two pounds a month perfect cool i might do it (laughs) i would definitely do it yeah i would um right enjoy milo mccabe thanks for listening thanks everyone stay safe stay safe yeah we can see you mate (laughs) you're right (laughs) imagine we just talked for an hour without mentioning you at all (laughs) i thought i was part of it (laughs) i feel like bruce willis in fucking six (laughs) cents you look like lockdown's treating you well julian i like it man I was trying to just stretch on the floor. My back's killing me. Like, I'm just laying down too much. I had a dodgy back the other day, actually. Have you, have you got one of them foam rollers? No. They're quality, one, mate. You'd have one of them, wouldn't you, Milo? You're an exercise guy. I, do you know what? I, I never have. And I've just gotten into stretching recently, hardcore stretching, and it's changed my life. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you know Mandy Knight? I, yes, I do very well. She does yoga videos and stuff, doesn't she? Yeah, she got me into this. I've had the piss ripped out of me for it. And I've only done it about three times. But she got me into this shaking thing. I don't know if you've ever gotten into that. You hand like... jobs. Huh? What did you say? You mean hand jobs? <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
I've just, I've just got into them recently, actually. They're really nice. All right. I mean, I haven't got a lock on any door in my house, and I've got two kids, so I, it's a mate, memory. Kids have got kids have got to learn these things, mate. Julian's got well, five just, kids, and you know he's he knows a lot about bad parenting. So. <laughs> I might write a book on bad parenting, actually. Yeah. Why not? No. So I'm you just... you've got a gym and that, though, mine. I'm having you in your garage and stuff. That must be fucking a godsend at the moment. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest, just before all this started, well, about November, December, I got like a gym office built. And if I if I hadn't have had this that I'm in right now, I'd, I'd go mental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely yeah. makes a lot of difference. I was chatting to Jimmy McGee, because I've got like a bit of a prison gym out in the garden. And like just having that, Jimmy's, Jimmy's obviously in his flat. He's got a little balcony, but he hasn't got like anywhere he can do his exercise. He said, now the rain's come. Yesterday, he was just in his flat just with them resistance bands, and he said it was just claustrophobic and shit. That's yeah. what I've got, resistance bands. Um, they're actually all right, though. They they're are good, but like, he just said, yeah. like, just just them and not being able to go out when it's pissing down with rain, he said. I just miss hard. the sauna and stuff like that in a gym, like the steam room and, like, I mean, that's a long time before I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. And, so and what, hang on. what, what are you saying about gym. stretching? Sorry, Milo. I've, I've got a sauna. What was the shaking thing you were talking? You got a sauna. Yeah. Have you, been have you been using it a lot? Every, every day. I might you, pop over actually. Well, how have you built? What have you built a sauna in your garden? Bring the kids. Right, you can get them. You can get them for way cheaper than you think it would be. It's basically it's like, like you just got to do the panelling and then just fucking heat it up. No, you, you got it's very strict. I looked at building your own sauna and there's loads of like yeah. you've got to have like two layers and there's got to be a, otherwise they become really dangerous. Ah. Yeah. Fire hazards. Yeah, well, not just fire hazards, like die of inhalation hazards. Is it? <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's not, I genuinely thought, oh, I'll just get a shed, clear you it out. You have a door that shuts and you can't open it from the inside. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, but you, what were you saying about the shaking thing? Yeah, so Mandy got me into this. She got me in uh, uh, Kerry Marks. We were in Perth last year. And she goes, I do this shaking thing every day. So we both had a crack. And what you do is you lie on your back and then arrange your feet in a certain way. And then apparently all your bad juju shakes out through your nervous system. Right. So you just start trembling. And, yeah. and Mandy reckoned it was the body getting rid of the negativity. Right. Uh, Kerry Marks had a slightly different take on it. His was but, just the shakes from all the booze the night yeah, before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just stuck involuntary trembling. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, we've we've talked about this sort of shit. I'm I am kind of hippie esque a little bit. Yeah. In my, I'm open to whatever, so I'll give anything a crack. Apart yeah. from crack. It's good the UFC's on May the 9th, isn't it? You're looking forward to it. As a what? There's a UFC May May the 9th. Do you think it'll happen? Yeah, I do. Yeah, ESPN. Everyone's confirmed. Right. And so it's got Ireland and everything. I don't think it's in an island. I think it's in America somewhere. Oh, no, it's out of American waters. Yeah, he's got a private island. Hasn't Dana White got a fight island? Yeah, he has. I don't know if it's there, though, is it? Maybe it is. I've got no idea. I mean, I've just presumed none of it's going to happen. I've just this presumed... Is, this is, is apparently, though. Ferguson yeah. and Gaethje are fighting. And Dominic Cruz and Henry Kudo, the Olympian. I'm, I've, I've, got a, I've got a fight range after lockdown. You got a fight booked? Yeah, well, yeah. What, what blue collar? Well, kind of. Actually. Are you fighting your neighbour? Well, what? <laughs> <laughs> what um, so I, I do this talk show in character as Troy Hawk. And yeah. for one of the episodes, Troy Hawk, man. Huh? I've been watching it. Oh, thanks. Did you, I don't know if you saw the one where I was looking, I was auditioning for a nemesis. Right. So I was looking for an enemy and I was kind of like, just get a bit of attention something to phone up and just, you know, develop a bit of a storyline. And this bloke just basically jumped in both feet and, like, got on, proper went for it, challenged me to a fight after lockdown, like, on really? it. Like, You'll knock him out, though. We, we, yeah. is, he well, hard, yeah. is he hard, though? What's his, what's his background? Milo's, like, know. a really good boxer, actually. Yeah, yeah, I know. We, we, we remember we did some pads in Edinburgh together. Yeah. Yeah, you're not bad, Carl. You've All done right. a little bit. I'm I'm out, mate. I mean, I'm just a straight street fighter, savage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, prison, mate. prison rules. The rules Julian. are there's no rules. Yeah, exactly. Julian, yeah. you might you might win the fight. You ain't gonna win the war. <laughs> 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 um, but what? So, so what when's is, your where's your fight booked? Is it like a proper blue collar thing? 
Yeah, I've, we've got in touch with the gym. Um, it's going to be in Liverpool, and it's just as soon as we can after lockdown. Me and this lad uh, outside Weatherspoons in Liverpool. Yeah, <laughs> in a bus much. lane. Bus lane yeah. with the tops off. <laughs> yeah, world star. That's exactly. cool, man. There is a documentary on um, blue collar boxing. Have you seen it? Do you mean white Showing collar boxing? Point. Oh, yeah, white yeah am I on about white collar boxing? Blue You've collar boxing. Blue five times. I didn't know if it was something I was unaware of, or you were just getting. It What's wrong. the difference? Oh, well, white collar, white collar boxing refers to people. Like, it, it came out of people that worked in offices and stuff doing That's like it, white amateur collar, fight. Yeah. Blue collar is like people. Blue collar is like a plumber fighting a bricklayer. It's <laughs> <laughs> just normal pub fights. Yeah, 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 that's just street fights. That's how I do it. <laughs> yeah, but it's in a way it's good because it's given me something to focus on. It's given me a reason to train and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I've, I've, I'm in a good spot. I've got a garden. I've got a gym. I actually, I, and I feel guilty saying this because of people well, like what you were saying about Jimmy McGee. But you're glad because of the deaths. Um, yeah, yeah. To be honest, <laughs> to be honest, it's just Darwin, isn't it? It's just the weak and uh, the useless yeah, I mean. just getting wrecked away. No, I'm, I'm not not enjoying it because I'm normally away touring a lot. Do you know what I mean? I've, yeah. I've just, just been in Australia. I was about to be away for, my, for another month and I'm getting to spend a lot of time with a kid. But I feel really bad saying that to Yeah, people. I think that, but that's quite a common thing. We've, We've talked, talked about, about that though. Yeah, like, about I've, like, I've been loving it. Yeah, the last couple yeah. of days are quite harder. Just feel a bit foggy, man. But yeah, man. I've been fucking loving the lockdown. Yeah. Yes. So, you see, I think... But again, that uh, that must come from the fact that we spend a lot of time away from home. So actually, we're just yep. appreciating the amount of time we've had at our, in our own space, which we don't normally get. Yeah. Whereas a lot that of people is. don't. I mean, the, the people that will really struggle are people that spend a lot of time at home already, you know, and now yeah. are forced to suddenly not be allowed out when, you know, I think... And bad relationships and, and stuff. Bad, I mean, That's that would be the killer, innit, if you're in a bad relationship. Shit, the yeah. other the other thing that occurred to me, and it probably occurs, probably applies to you two as well. In fact, I, I kind of know it does, is that if you're the kind of person to examine a lot of your own processes and go through a lot of your own shit, which I know you are, I am, Julian is, then this situation where you're kind of forced to over-ruminate and overthink, it's like from our perspective, we're used to it. But if you're the kind of person that runs away from shit yeah, and yeah, hides yeah. behind things, this is going to yeah. really fucking make you confront a lot of stuff, I think. Definitely. I it's mean, harder I just... to hide from your demons, isn't it, when you're just like, no, no distractions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, completely. I've found, yeah, I've done through phases in the last five weeks, whatever, where I've definitely been like the most spiritually Your wife, Your Wi-Fi jumped a bit then. I did it. Oh, yes. It has been a bit patchy, virgin Wi-Fi. Um, I was saying, yeah, I've had like periods the last few weeks where I've been the most, like, it sounds wanky, but the most sort of spiritually centred that I think yeah. I've ever been, easily. Yeah. yeah, and do you know what? Let's put feet mark around it now. Um, I'm, I'm probably going to say a lot of stuff that sounds wanky. So let's just fucking Excellent. <laughs> ourselves a bit of we, we chatted to James Gill last week and... Uh, we got into like he's into self help quite a lot. I know you're, yeah. you're sort of you've got some interest in that stuff. So I think um, I think listeners are quite all right with us delving into that. I world. prefer the term self development. Like self help suggests a bit of weakness, doesn't it? But that's but we, what it is, though, isn't it? It is. Yes. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with. Plus, I'm weak. Weirdly, I watched a wicked documentary yesterday about the actor John Cazale. He's the guy who played Fredo in the Godfather films. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So he only ever made five films, and he died of uh, lung cancer. Right? He made five films. All five got nominated. nominated. Yeah. All, no, he never got nominated for an Oscar. But it all the only five films he ever starred in, all of them were nominated for best film at the Oscars. It's like is he the person. brother that got killed? He's the brother. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> Sorry. He's, yeah, he's, he's like the dumb older brother who ne who gets looked over by the dad all the time, and uh, and he said so John Cazale. Um, Talk, like they talk, he, he was an amazing actor. He did loads of theatre and like incredibly well respected by actors from then right up to now. But uh, one of the things, um, I think it's Meryl Streep was his girlfriend at the time. They interview her. She talks about how the trick he had or the skill was to show weakness as an actor uh, and not do what most actors do, which is look like an actor who's not weak, acting weak. He actually was. Ooh. He was willing to be weak to yeah. be part. And they talk about how that is like. For men, they find it very hard to admit weakness. 
Yeah. Especially when some of us have got none. It's hard to find. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to go. look for weak people and emulate that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Beat There's the shit out of them. Get it from. You know what but, I mean? But you know how like a bad trip can be the most helpful thing in the world. It feels. I was like tempted a bad trip. to do some DMT. Actually, I've got a bit. I've got a bit. I've got a bit as well. I don't know. I've got, I've got a bit as well. <laughs> I, think I found a bit. Uh, we should do a, a live DMT fucking thing. That is what? A live <laughs> thing of ten, like three people just like... <laughs> the last yeah. time I did it, though, was at that guy's place in, uh, you know, where in like yeah, North yeah, West yeah. London. Oh, yeah. And I fucking freaked out, man. I was screaming and shit. So that'd be funny to watch. I had uh, I had the most incredible trip recently because like I've I've Carl got me into it. Carl's the first person that got me in. I like it. Is that the right terminology? <laughs> I I helped you on the way. Yes. You start. <laughs> give you the first bit day. free and then sold it to you and then made good. Yeah. Made Carl, you suck Carl his enabled dick for the next me. Bit. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. But like I've I've done it a bunch since, and then I had one trip that categorically said. Right, enough now. Like it's, we told you to meditate a million times, and you've ignored it. So go fuck yourself. So I did go and fuck myself for about a year. Then I started meditating, came back, and I started having very different trips. And the last one, and this is why, like, yeah, this is gonna sound wanky, whatever. But I had this ridiculous trip. Um, my mate just got like he got about half a gram and cut it into three doses, and we just took this massive blast each. And I, I like met what identified itself to me as the master of the universe, right? And then, he, he and I, 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 that's the drug dealer's nickname, was it? <laughs> it was, it, do you know what? I even remember his fucking name. Um, it was called, uh, well, not exactly, but it was like Dr. Squizembly or something like that. And, and this bloke just oh, went, I know that geezer, yeah. Oh, you, you met him. Yeah, oh, he's just, a good guy, man. Master of the universe or something, isn't he? You just meet the greys and they kick your ass. But like, I... They did, actually. This thing fucking went, I'm the master of the universe. And a bit of me was like, well, what, really? Why would you be wasting your time with me? And then he basically let me be him for a sec. And then he fucked me off, basically. And suddenly I was back. And it was, it was, it was just the most insane sort of paradigm changing trip I've ever had. Yeah. And it was one of those where you come back from something like that. And uh, I don't know if you're still finding this, but for about the next couple of weeks, I couldn't, nothing really bothered me at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I've, I've not done it in years, but like. Cleans out the hard drive a bit, doesn't it? I was getting 100%. flashbacks for like about two years afterwards. But yours was hard yeah. going. Right? Yeah, you had yeah, a bad yeah. one. But the bad ones, the bad ones are good though, because it's like, here's all this shit you've been ignoring. Fucking yeah. look at it. There was a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to take a look at this. <laughs> <laughs> I won this. It was brutal, man. But yeah, yeah. it's a bit spooky to do it, because I get quite, I get spooked out in the dark and shit anyway, like of ghosts and stuff, let alone doing that. I might do it in yeah. the morning or something. Yeah. Or just not do it, maybe. That, <laughs> yeah. that is an option as well. That is definitely one of the main options. Yeah, that's on the table, you know what I mean? You get, you get spooked out in the dark. Yeah, like I get quite jumpy and stuff. Um, well, you I know, like Freddy Krueger. I'm more scared of ghosts and things than I am of like real getting robbed by knife point. I prefer <laughs> to see a mugger than a ghost. Really? Yeah. It's Why just is that? Totally have you ever, have you, have you ever had an to... experience that has led to this? or? No, not really. Um, I've just got this vivid imagination, like from like uh, watching, I guess, like Nightmare on Elm Street and shit like that. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. I'm a pussy, it. is what I'm trying to say. But things like that, I am, man. I'm like scared. I've been when I'm with saying my kids, about I'm all right. not showing weakness, and now you're like, but I am scared of ghosts. So. <laughs> and the dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm basically scared of the dark. But um, when I'm with my kids, I'm all right. Because if they're scared, I'm all right. Because I go into kind of protect mode. Yeah. yeah. Or like even with my dogs, I'm all right. It's just right. on my own. I don't know what it is. How are you getting on with homeschooling, Julian? I've been doing all right, yeah. Ren, I, I don't live with them now, do I? So oh. I, I've been going down there, though. And they, Ren's been coming up here. We've been doing it. We've got a whiteboard and doing a bit of maths. It's good, man. Plus yeah. they get work sent home from school that they're getting on with. What about you, Milo? How are you? How are you doing? Are you? So my mine are like six and nearly four 
Um, so basically, I'm doing like a an, an A6 issue. An A6, yeah. yeah. An A4. So um, I, it's been a learning curve, but I'm starting to, I'm starting to work out exactly what sort of helps with each of them. I mean, that's good ages, stuff. really, because the work is okay. Once they get into kind of secondary school, it's like you've got to do this algebra and that. It's like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, um, it ain't easy, man. If you ain't had any practice, I mean, I didn't have any practice when I was at school. But I'm learning. I'm learning with her. And this, it. Uh, but it is like it's. It can be the most maddening thing in the world, like literally. But then on on, on the same on the same thing, when you see like that flash of understanding go off in your kids' eyes, like about something that you just taught them, it's a phenomenally satisfying experience. That flash of understanding goes off in my eyes and she's like, well done. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting it. <laughs> Three plus four. But it's, uh, yeah, no, you know, it is good. That age is a good age to teach. So Ren six as well and it's fun doing it. Just like three, four, five times table. I'll yeah. get on my sixes soon as well. <laughs> That's it. Um, well, so what has so it's not been struggled. I've been chatting to a few mates who've got kids, and they're they're sort of finding it quite difficult having the you know the, the kids are finding it tricky spending that much time at home. So are yours all right then, Marley? They're, Do you know what they're loving it? They're right. absolutely loving it. Like they never want to go back to school. And yeah. you know, if if I can keep doing well at, at homeschooling, they actually get better attention one on one. Well, yeah. I homeschooled Verity anyway. She's 14. I homeschooled her for like over a year anyway before this. So it's quite, she was kind of used to it a bit. Yeah. No, that's it. That's it. And like I say, like, I'm, I'm enjoying, I'm managing to work. I'm managing to sort of find some way to sort of scrape money together through working. Yeah. I'm doing different things. And like, what I'm amazed by is you, I don't know if you found it as well. You do the odd online gig. You make 50 quid here, 50 quid there. You do not have any expenses. You're not driving anywhere. You've got no hotels. And it's, it's mental the way it sort of adds up. And I'm looking well, at it. Yeah, that's what I, it's, I, it's made me realise, I think I've said this to you before, Julian, about just the amount of money I spunk on each year, each month. Yeah. That I didn't, yeah. I, yeah, I've, always thought of, all the time. I've always thought of it as sort of necessary expenditure. Yeah. But actually yeah. now, a lot of it I've realised is, absolute luxury not there's no necessity to it buying coffee outside three times a day it's really rubbish you see we're realizing this about our jobs right we're realizing this about these things so when we do go back to gigging and stuff i dare say we're going to take a slightly different approach to the way we do it in terms of what we spend but then if everybody's going to do that in their own way if everyone's going to come to that realization it is going to have a big knock-on effect economically the economy yeah yeah do you reckon after this, there'll be a reset where everyone gets their shit together for a couple of months. But then, much like a DMT trip, when you have a stunning revelation, there's like a honeymoon period. It wears off. Oh, totally. It could definitely go like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I reckon there's going to be a couple of months where everyone, yeah, will be saying, like, you know, we learned to, you know, yeah. be, be a community and we're all, like, come together and sort of support the NHS and all that stuff. And give yeah. it six months. People won't be – people will be just – same as normal, man. People, yeah. people don't change. I know it sounds horrible. What I mean is, you know, people ultimately, I think, like to talk up what they're learning and then just throw them in the bin the moment things go back to normal. People prefer 100%. normality than they do to actually changing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I've, got, I've got no faith that this will cause any long-term changes to society or to people. Economically, people should, people should learn from this just how fake the whole economic system is, but they won't. You know, they'll just... Yeah. They'll say that now and then flash forward a, a year, things will just be back to normal. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I think you might be right. But, like, there are lessons, do you know what I mean? And it's yeah, like, yeah. individually, we can sort of pick shit up. I just, I just hope it sticks. Do you know what I mean? Because it is I've easy. I've definitely learned that I don't need to go to a gym. I can train at home. Like, you could be self-sufficient with it. Without... You, get, you get buff in about, like, a week. I remember seeing you in well, the Sometimes I go to that one and sometimes I go <laughs> to that one. <laughs> So hot. Over there, there's a gym. <laughs> you, 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 we bowled into the sauna and just went, all right, well, I started talking about a show. I was like, hang on a fucking minute, Julian. You look like your pecs were popping out. Mate, he was like, because you've got slim frames, so you don't have to do much to get everything just, like. It's just from violence. I just get the muscles. <laughs> violent towards yourself. Just beat yourself up <laughs> just a lot. Violent on my dock. Uh, are you 
so are you are you guys both on your own then? Are you both living on your own? No. No, Carl's got a wife. Right. Oh, you've met you've met and, Oh good, yeah, of course I And how's um And a baby on the way. And a baby on the way. Oh shit, congratulations. How how long? A few months a couple of months away. So wow. yeah, man. It's been uh we're in baby prep mode at the minute. I bought wow. a lovely oh, is it in here? No, it's in the other room. I bought a lovely antique pram, which I've uh, refurbished. Got there, starting to get proper into you know, I've I've read a unnecessary amount of uh child psychology books. Nice. Um yeah, I'm loving it. I'm loving the sort of the the build up of treating it like right, I've got to get my shit together mentally. It's good actually, really. I mean a lot of it goes out the window when the baby comes course. Yeah. Yeah. It's that thing I know everyone I know and I'm well aware of it is says you you can do all the prep you want and there that you can't learn everything. And there's also but, so much com- conflicting advice. Like some say, don't have the baby in bed with you. Some say, yeah. do. Well, there's that thing about things like crying out, you know. Yeah. Some say you should, you know, if they're crying from about six months, they re- some say you should let them cry themselves to sleep a bit yeah. so they get used to sleeping. And some say you should Some say that's that. going to cause permanent PTSD. Absolutely. Some say, you know, anything you do wrong in them first three years like that, where it's sort of technically traumatic, will last forever. So... There's yeah, no, that's the, no the malleable state of the brain, not to seven. Yeah. Which did you do, Julian? Did you go to did your did you go to NCT? Did I? Yeah. What's NCT? National uh, Child, where you go with a group of other mothers who are expecting kids at the same time. I did it one. I did one. I did one of those. Yeah, with Bo. Uh, yeah. When, and. Uh, like a breastfeeding feeding kind well, they do, of. Yeah, they do some breastfeeding stuff. But it was a guy teaching it. Oh. And he, which I thought was odd. odd. Yeah, he's crazy. Is that not odd? <laughs> yeah, he's odd. Like he's I teaching us breastfeeding. I know it shouldn't be. He's breastfeeding. Yeah. It was a bit odd. And then he's talking about when he had a baby, he sometimes, for practice, he puts the baby on his nipple. And oh, I'm like, yeah, this yeah. was NHS. And I'm like, it should be on a register. I don't yeah, pay yeah, my taxes for this, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Julian's like, I don't pay my taxes. You might want to check that guy's hard drive. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> the, uh, the NCT thing, the brilliant thing about it is, because uh, we did it with, you obviously you do it your We did hypnobirthing lessons, sorry. We did hypnobirthing lessons. Sorry. How was that? That was good. Lucy become a hypnobirther after it was so good. I just, read a, I just finished a book on hypnobirthing. It's really interesting. Yeah, Lucy is, is a hypnobirther and, we we did it at home on a in a home birthing pool and stuff. It was yeah. good, man. What is hypnobirthing? Hypnobirthing is essentially hypnotizing. Yeah, it's like, like a painless med- birth. Yeah, it's more. I'd say it's more medita- meditation than anything, isn't it? When yeah. you actually break like, it down. They don't use words like um, contraction. They no. use words like surge. surge yeah, it's a bit yeah. more positive language. Because yeah, midwives, yeah. it's all about pain, isn't it? It's all about fucking yeah hurting you and like it's quite brutal isn't it and a lot of women are scared so yeah not so much midwives but more the the medical side of it isn't it doctors yeah, definitely yeah. use only language that sounds quite negative yeah. yeah hypnobirthing is about sort of changing the, the the dynamic of birth is like this literally the most natural thing that humans can do and so yeah. but the fact is we've in the modern age shifted it to be a very women bang on about it like it's something special you know <laughs> is that that's your point yeah it's actually but no but that thing of, to that word man. <laughs> rise up brothers <laughs> rise up kings <laughs> chin up kings but yeah so it's about why is it the most natural thing in the world is talked of it was such fearful negative language yeah. when actually it should be thought of as a positive uh i think they did lose positive. a lot more babies in the old days as well though so there is a lot of medical advancements that are, are yeah, all yeah, yeah so basically that's what hypnobirthing is so we're reading a book right. about it but we've got our first <laughs> nct class this week we're doing an nc2 we're doing it over zoom because so we were originally due to do it and now we've sort of got the although you get a whatsapp group and it said, yeah, I got an invite to the WhatsApp group of everyone, and me and Hannah joined it, and we're the first two people to join, and no one else has joined yet. I think everyone's a bit scared of getting involved. It's you well, two on Zoom. I think the lovely thing about it, the lovely thing about the whole NCT thing, um, is that Anae is still friends with all those kids six years on. So yeah, yeah. Still, and the, the, all the mums have this sort of support network, um, so they can look, they all look after each other like that. Never mind the classes, really. I think the most important part of it is is that little connection with a, a circle of people going through exactly the same thing at exactly yeah, yeah. the same time. You know Definitely. what I mean? 
yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why it's yeah. I think that's why some people. I was chatting to comedian Nico Yearwood. He was he was dead against it. He said it's a waste of money. But then I, the people that I've spoken to who said it's really good. I just have said exactly that. They say, but what it does is give you a little community of people that are on the exact same time frame as you. So Especially you, if you're yeah. first time parents as well. It's kind exactly. of. It's but the, other, the funny thing is, I don't know if you've found this, it's like with what we do, um, like I'll go to a gig, I'll do my gig, I'll fuck off home. Uh, most of my friends are comedians. So before I had kids, I wasn't thrust into any social circles that I wasn't 100% used to. Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting. Since you have kids, so you start mixing with these dudes who are the, the dads of the kids, you start mixing with the parents of school and everything. And it was, it was like my first entry into sort of a, a non performer oriented sort of social group for a very long time what are they like they're right no i was gonna say i've met loads of new people and no i've literally met a bunch of melts mate i've done that a few times like children's parties took rento and you got to sit there and like oh man so it's all right though but it's just, it's just a, like another, it's just another little bit of awareness. So like, oh yeah, I normally, uh, I mean, they're all cool. I'm, I'm being like, I'm, I'm being a bit flip. And you name some of the arseholes. <laughs> yeah. They're like, all right. Let's be honest. Most of them. <laughs> but the it, my, that's my fear with the WhatsApp group is, you know, yeah. I, I just slightly misread it and I'm, I treat it like a sort of, some of the WhatsApp yeah, yeah. chats I'm in. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I ain't going to dive in on day one with Big Dick Guy, you know what I mean? <laughs> Just off the bat. <laughs> yeah. A couple of abortion jokes. The NCT group. It's a, yeah, so I think there's, you know, I'm, there's trepidation, but I'm also, I'm, all, I'm up for it. I think there's, a, there's definitely the positives outweigh the negatives. Uh, it's just reminded me in our WhatsApp group when um, we were just about to have, we're just about to have a night. And uh, I sent a picture of this grotesquely fat Chinese baby into the WhatsApp group uh, saying, oh, she's, she's here and everything. And people just didn't know what to do because they couldn't 100% oh, know nice. it wasn't my baby. Yeah, and the yeah. nicest was Elliot Steele was like, oh, she looks so adorable. <laughs> oh, well, Elliot Steele was in the group, is he? He's, he's going to be a dad, is he? No, it's just the WhatsApp group. God, no, I hope not. I don't think he's Oh, okay. That. No, that um, <laughs> poor old Elliot. Bless him. Bless his little heart. Just mix of like, uh, you know, intelligence beyond his years, and just some of the dumbest shit you've ever that's, seen. That's know? the funniest thing about. I love him, but yeah, he yeah. one one minute will say something that's so astute, and you're like, yeah. no, where did that come from? And the next yeah. thing he'll say something that you think like he was dropped on his head or something when he was a kid. Hundred percent. You never know what you you never know what you're gonna get. Partial reinforcement keeps you. His boxing video was funny, wasn't it? When he's doing the yeah, punch he's bag. doing great content. Yeah, yeah it's funny, it's man. Um, so well, yeah, what have you been doing? So you've been exercising, homeschooling. Doing, what have you been doing with Troy Hawk? You've been doing some. Is it regular things you're doing with him? Yeah. So I've been doing a uh, twice a week. I've been doing a live, unregulated phoning show. Right. So. I got this burner phone, I put the number up, I was like, right, you know, call in, talk about whatever you want to do. So sort of try like a, a talk radio type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so one caller at a time it has to be then, yeah. Yeah, one caller at a time, none of them are screens, and I tried to sort of set a vague theme. And the first one uh, was an absolute technical nightmare. Like, I don't yeah, know if yeah. you've seen that. Like, the first one was a fucking horror show, but, but I actually, it, it made a shit ton of money because... And this is something I've wrestled with. It's putting up the ko-fi.com and the Patreon and stuff. At yeah. first, I was a bit like, ah. But then I'm like, no, fuck it. I'm making content. People are quite unaware. So it started off. The donations were huge at the beginning. And then uh, they've whittled down. And now they, they sort of, they're a regular sort of level that's yeah. sustainable. And the audience, of the, the, the numbers have started to creep up a tiny little bit, which is nice. But I'm also doing a shitload of cameos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, do you know what Cameo is? I got invited to it and I didn't I didn't join it just because I felt a bit too self Kai mentioned that. It. That's like shout-outs, is it, and stuff? Yeah. So, so Kai got me on Cameo and I've done like 200 of those. Okay. So it's not wow. just it's not just like shout-outs. You just do personal video messages for people. But you can do like a hook, you can do a thing. So I, I'm doing about six of those a day. 
Yeah. Um, I just got my first uh, redo. I just got my first unsatisfied customer really? uh, today. In fact, yeah. Because go fuck themselves. No. Um, oh, another one. Tell the them to go fuck themselves <laughs> and charge them. <laughs> I, I replayed the video, right? And one of the things I do is Troy is I calculate the Scrabble value of like somebody's name, and yeah. I'll draw a correlation with someone. And someone was called Joe, and Joe is nine, which is the same as Trump and Hitler. Right. Um, uh, Trump. Oh, see, well, I can't Hitler. work out why the parents weren't happy, to be honest. Well. And then the other guy, I think he was called Anthony, and he was a 13, and that's the same as Nazi and Knobhead. So, yeah, that was my redo. Like, and that, right. I guess, it's the so same. So, do you thing. know all these Scrabble numbers? You just know that, do you? If you give me a name, I'll know what it's worth in Scrabble. Julian. Julian is. Oh, funny. 13, same as Nazi and Knobhead. How do you know it that quick? Because I've just, you just memorize the letters, what they're worth, and just add it that's up quick, though. So, what's J worth? Jay's eight, everything else is one. Really? Ah. Wow. Yeah. Carl's six. And so what I've done, what I've done as Troy is I've ascribed a personality scale according to every number. So like fives are like this, sixes are like that, sevens are like that, whatever. And I'll do them on these cameos and people message Matt going, oh my God, you got it so right. And it just goes to show you what, you know, bullshit the whole thing is. Yeah. anything like that, like horoscopes or anything. Well, yeah. It's, yeah it's, you just speak so generally, like everyone's like that a little bit, yeah. Like mediums, isn't it? You know what I mean? Is anyone in here, uh, what's, uh, have you ever seen yeah. when Tom Binns does, um, what's his medium character called? Oh, um, oh, shit. No, Ivan Brackenbury, the other one. Uh, he's it's, great. He's like, so oh, funny. And he's got, Ian you know, De Montfort. Ian De Montfort. If, yeah, and yeah, if he's yeah, got yeah. any stuff online, people should check it out. Like, he's... For that great bit where he goes like, "Is only woman in here on a diet, being on a diet, or thinking about going on a diet?" <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so good. But that's like a lot of what I do is poking fun at things like that. But yeah. sometimes people do miss the point. Like the last show I did, I had a, it was all about a conspiracy theory tying IKEA to the CIA, yeah. right, and the Nazis. And I found like eight different ways to prove it through numerology, coincidence, tying dates together and stuff. And the whole idea of the whole thing is to go, look, you can make a conspiracy about fucking anything. You go from this to this, you can tie it in any way you like and, and present it as fact. Yeah. And uh, Steve Bennett was like, oh, in my review, he was like, oh, listen up, sheep. Here's the and it's like, oh, mate, no, I'm not presenting this yeah, as a valid yeah, yeah. conspiracy theory. Um, but that's that's why yeah have you ever read um it's a famous book called thinking fast and slow by uh daniel kahneman is it daniel kahneman he um he won a nobel prize about 10 years ago or something for it's for an economic policy weirdly but he um it's about how humans like human the human brain is designed to make order out of chaos essentially right our natural instinct is to see correlation between as much stuff as possible because it makes our existence easier and basically it's about why that that's why you know there can be a there is a there could be a conspiracy theory about anything that's why you know one person thinks bill gates is a bloody yeah you know, a, a philanthropist benevolent billionaire and another person thinks he's a satanic pedo <laughs> yeah. because there's evidence of you know well, not evidence but there's things online you could find for any any theory yeah. you have on for bill gates you'll find something that'll back it up and that's what people need to see connections to make yeah. us feel like we understand the world. Yeah, confirmation bias. Yeah. Um, just for whatever suits you personally. And also, like, there is a funny thing as well. It's like, it's, there's something reassuring about the idea that, like, reptilians might be in charge because at least someone's in charge. Someone's yes. calling shots. Do you know what I mean? And also, so the, the, that's why I think there's also, that's why people always are obsessed with how this, this evil, sinister government plot to take away, like, you know, they, they, they assume that those in charge it's easier to assume that they're like like malevolent evil geniuses because yeah. the alternative is they're actually sort of bumbling you know yeah. idiots who have sort of managed to get into a position of power and basically most of their decisions are self-preservation and not they're not particularly thinking about others they're thinking about their reputation and yeah. actually Less that's much harder in a way isn't it well it's much harder to accept that you're led by people that are not much smarter than you they've just basically worked their way into that p- position because yeah, that shows your lack, your disparity between you and yes, them. Yes, it's unfair, it suits, it, it yeah. suits your ego of course. to say, 
you are this genius, evil fucking, instead of you're just someone who has vaguely done in Kruger your way to the top. And yeah. and yeah, not that different from me. And totally. I think a lot of conspiracy theories for people relate to their own personal ego as well. I think, totally. you know, it's easier to blame an outside source than just go, well, I should get my shit together a little bit. That's it. Yeah. So it's the old sort of, if you meet arseholes all the time, chances are you're an arsehole sort of rule. Yeah. That thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never met everything. one. Never met one. <laughs> but if you think everything is like out to get you, chances are that who, what's the constant in all them things? A hundred percent. And yeah. you know, I mean, I'm not going to name names, but we, we all know sort of comments on Facebook who are doing exactly this. <laughs> I can think of a few <laughs> names off the top of my head. Yeah. Let's bust some exactly. names out, man. Let's put the names on Patreon. I've had to mute. I've had to mute some. I don't know, to be honest. I, I don't. I don't know. I, don't I can know. think. Of, I've I, two people in particular I've muted in the last month or two. Well, they're I the five G yeah. lot, are they? Uh, yeah. No, not just five G. Mainly just just everything. It's been going on for a while, and I just it got to a point where I used to find it quite a novelty to see their constant like conspiracy type. Uh, I know posts. a couple of yeah anti lockdown guys like mates of mine, and we were just having a chat on messages the other day but they're really like you know what peter hitchens is talking about yeah yeah, yeah. but that's not like, he's there's going to be more die from the economy theory. than of covid and it's yeah not even but hitchens is a, hitchens he's just like a sort of bit of an old contrarian who thinks well we, if we might as well let those people die for the sake of the economy that's his that's not more are going to die because of the economy yeah, yeah i understand his i can sort of get my head around his position more even though i don't agree with it like yeah my thing, though, I, I used to just find it a novelty to see people, these people posting like that. And then actually, the last few months, it started sort of, I started, every time I'd see one of their posts, I'd be like, oh, mate. You know what I mean, I'd sort of worry yeah. about them. And in the end, I just thought, they're, they're doing their own thing. I'm just going to, like, yeah. mute them and just let them be. It's rather than, to chew on, isn't it, I suppose. And also, I, the, amount of, the amount of times I'd get a screenshot WhatsApp to me by somebody going, have you seen their, this post from them? And I started feeling a bit, like, eggy that I was part of yeah. that so i just i just mute and just and this again it's that the problem is i i'm having a little i've stopped it now but i was having a little email exchange with trevor crook down in oz and he's not you know he's not a sort of crazy conspiracy theorist but he's very much he's a bit on that side you know he's a bit like this is a globalist uh plot and bill gates is up to something and all that and like you know he's 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 sort of keeps trying to sort of say well you just believe in the mainstream media and i'm saying to him, mate i've not watched the news in three weeks i don't no, believe you, you i'm not believing you. something i'm not i'm also i'm just saying to, yeah. I'm saying to him i don't believe what you're saying i'm not saying i believe the other things i think most of it is bollocks and most news outlets ultimately the news is 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 written by a human being so there's going to be flaws in it yeah you know you know trevor quite well right very well right. yeah what, what um, and he's responsible for some of the funniest gig stories. Oh, like yeah. her, her, Julia Chamberlain said he has this need to let everybody know the worst details of his life at any given point. It's, and it makes him yeah. so endearing. Absolutely no shame whatsoever about why his behaviour. Why do you think he personally subscribes to that stuff? What would be your, your take on that? Um, because he's he also, despite having no shame, he's also um, got and to his own admission, you know, he's he's got a lot of anxiety, residual and historical anxiety, which is still ongoing. Yeah, and he also um, has quite a low opinion of most people. So I think he's he's got he thinks he's cleverer than everyone around him. Right, um, and that's I'm not criticising him. I, I mean, I'm saying that you know he's just. You know, we do our podcast, Babysitting Trevor, we have done in the past. And he, you know, he'll talk, he'll basically, he'll quote some philosophy, but it's always the, like, the two philosophy books he's read. And then when you, when you say to a, a different philosopher that's got a different opinion, he just won't even take it on board. And when you say, why don't you read the book? He just won't. He would never put the effort into reading a, a sort of an actual book about a, a rival theory. But yeah, because like you said earlier, it doesn't suit his ego. Because what you, it's like he's he he takes he takes pride in his imagined being on the right side of the information. Sort yeah, of. and finally, I actually on an email, I got an email from him this morning, and he sort of finally addressed the fact that I he was like that we weren't. I basically the last email I sent him last night, I said, mate, I think we're not, I think you're you're I think you think I'm saying totally different things. I said at no point have I said that the oh. mainstream media is 100%. I, I'm saying that yeah. every opinion you read online ultimately is written by one person 
and ultimately yeah. is fallible. So the, the trick is to look at everything with the eyes of knowing that there's no such thing as universal truth. And yeah. he, you can be cynical about whatever you want, but you know, he finally sort of got it that I wasn't saying that I believe like the alternative. It almost like it took about five emails for him to actually respond to the thing I said rather than constantly send me links to videos about why Bill Gates is linked then, to WHO. As soon as as soon as he conceded a bit of ground, you mailed him back and you went, ha ha, owned fucking Yeah, done. <laughs> no, but I just think he is, you know, Trevor is clever. Owned full stop. He is a smart guy, but he's also just um once he's got an opinion, he's not changing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And oh yeah, I know. I know. I'm a and fan they look of for things. There's so much information out there. They can look for any information that makes their opinion correct. And that works for everyone. And everyone ultimately has their own confirmation bias. We all do. Yeah, definitely. But I think I, you've, I got, you've got to be more aware of it. To stuff. I try oh, absolutely. I try and look at both sides, though. Yeah, like I asked yeah. someone to send me all the five G stuff today because I just want to see what it. Why they're so sure, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched the David Icke interview. That was uh, interesting. What, about 5G? Yeah, he did it on London Real, that podcast. Um, what's, he got he say, what's, what's he saying about it? I don't really know, man. He's a bit like a, poli- <laughs> He's a, bit like a politician. Like, he does swerve questions and stuff as well, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. He's basically saying, don't believe anything except what I say. It's like, yeah, I'm that's not, what I find yeah, with a lot you know of know what I mean? these sorts. Don't you believe like, anything anyone says, oh, except this. Well, that's it. They tell you to like, oh, everyone should be more, you know, use their critical thinking more. But then the moment they say their thing, that's the thing you've got to believe. I find that the most interesting. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that, man. Yeah. So it's, it's, I'm fascinated by it all. And I think people have got so much time at the minute to yeah. ruminate on it that I think it's just got a lot worse. A lot more people are spending... You know, I've had to, yeah, like I've seen, I haven't been on Facebook in probably five days or something, but last time I opened it, it, like, I, you know, you can't help but see people just more than ever just going off on something about yeah. the current situation. You sort of like, I don't think this is helping, mate. No, no, it really isn't. It really isn't. Yeah, and like, I... I don't know, I, I don't really post anything on Facebook out of character because I always, I think... What I'm about to write, who will this help? How yeah. will it enrich anyone? How will it, what, why am I doing it? And, and nine times out of ten, I'll just go, right, fuck, there's no, there's no valid reason for me to yeah, put this. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, 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 I don't know. I, like, I, I try and keep, I try, I'm not amazing at it, and obviously I've got massive blind spots, but I try and keep all my opinions kind of as much as possible in, in work in progress type thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah constantly up for change and I, I try not to marry myself to anything and try and stay as open to things as, as, as possible because there are so many perspectives out there but like I got into an argument about I mean this is ridiculous but uh, one of my comedian friends was like oh I'm better than this person and I was like and, and he didn't mean a comedy like and I was what like you, you can't really say that and, and we got into this whole thing and it's like unless you've walked on the same journey had exactly the same set of you know uh, origin characteristics like there's no way you can compare on any form of value system unless the person's a paedophile or a serial killer or something yeah yeah, yeah. but like I, do you know what i mean like it's, it's all about having that bit of empathy and nobody is truly mental are they there's always a logic even if yeah. it's idiosyncratic there's always a logic to anything anyone does yeah definitely and uh, yeah i just yeah definitely i think it's that thing of I mean, comedians in particular, I think we can be quite, you know, we can't help. We exist in a world where you're constantly compared to other people. Just yeah. even on any given night doing a gig, there's, if there's four, four acts, yeah. you, you know that audiences are going to be walking out thinking of their favourite and thinking of their least favourite. So you put yourself yeah. in, a, in a position where I think we are in a thing where we compare ourselves to other comedians. But yeah. you learn quite early on that there's no point. It's just a waste of time, isn't it? Like... Yeah, just looking sideways like yeah. that. Yeah, if you crunch you... the numbers, then yeah, obviously I know I've I'm normally the best on a bill. Um, and I'm just, the like, best <laughs> in the world ever. If you, yeah, and... if you did it on a decibel count of laughs, I know I'm going to be in the top one percent. But like, I mean, I've never had a bad thing. gig, so <laughs> exactly. I don't I even know, know what a bad gig is. That you? term. So Alistair are you... Barry, are you Alistair Barry? <laughs> He's never had a bad gig, is he? 
And that is, no, I love Al, I love Al, by the way. That sounds like I'm mugging him off, but I'm saying, I've never heard Al say to me, fuck man, I had a hard gig. <laughs> he's one of these people that's always like, it always, and he's got this, there's a funny thing that Al does. And, uh, and not for years, but like him and Chris Martin once did a gig together where Chris died and Al did really well. And it was quite a tough gig. And Chris said that literally every time he saw Al for about the next three years, it'd be like, hey man, how are you? And then Al would go, do you remember that gig we did when uh, you died and I did really well? <laughs> just yeah. Like, Oh no! Oh, stop bringing yeah. it up. <laughs> it's grim. There are so many grim comment things like that. Do you do, have you done any hot water videos? And if so, have you read the comments? Uh, no, no, and no. I wouldn't read the comments even if I did. No, but, it's it, it's it's the full spectrum. Like it goes from funniest bloke I've ever seen to he looks like a right nonce. He's yeah. shit. Like the entire fucking gamut of individual audience response. Yeah, yeah. I've got a video on Hot Water. I've not looked at the comments though. Uh, yeah, don't, mate. I've seen. <laughs> 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 I haven't They're looked too at good. Yeah, they'll get to my <laughs> ego too much. I don't have a sort of healthy enough ego that I, I, I still sort of read reviews and I still, I'm getting better at not looking at comments, but right. I think there's, there's still a bit of me will go through. And to be honest, I don't know if I'm looking for something bad or something good. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because I don't really remember the good ones. It's the bad ones that stay in your head. Totally. So I don't, yeah, it's a hard one because I I find it very easy to not read reviews. I've never I've you know, I found when it. When I'm in Edinburgh, I didn't. I found it quite easy once I got into the flow of avoiding it. After Edinburgh, I went home and hit the hit the computer. Though, yeah. Yeah. Yes, I see. I, I, for some great. reason that decision for me was very easy years ago. I just went. Oh, I'm not going to read them. I just found it. I always found them sort of an abstract thing that I. I was seeking out to read rather than I had to read them. And like, I mean, I never... they might have something useful in it, but may maybe one, yeah, one, but I've never found one percent. So it's not worth going through it for that though. But that's it. Over the most of it's going to be useless, isn't it? That's what I found over the four or five years that I read them when I was starting out. I, you know, I don't think I ever took anything particularly like useful from it or i didn't yeah. get any i didn't i didn't i didn't take the bad reviews particularly bad i didn't take the good reviews particularly well either i didn't think they were great like I'd, I'd always in the bad reviews i'd find something that i'd be like you know that was true or that was not true or yeah. in the good ones i'd find something that i was wrong or i'd i'd somehow often take read a good one and think well i think they've missed the point so i'd suddenly yeah. be reading a good review that I've i didn't had that, agree yeah with. like a really good review i'm like no it weren't like, yeah. you know what i mean they said it wrong <laughs> But yeah. I also, yeah, it's better so than getting got, a bad one, though. It, yeah, but not really. If, if your ego's not taken either in any different way, then you don't need them, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, not, I'm not quite evolved enough for that. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it means less, but like the first Edinburgh I ever did, I've never had a review before. And in the first week, I got like a four-star review and it literally elevated me. I, was, I had my head in the cloud. I was so over the moon. And then about a week later, I got a one star in fest. Yeah. And, you know, to be fair, it wasn't, I hadn't prepared the show. It wasn't a great show. And because I'd let the four star review fucking pump me up so much, the one star killed me. Yeah. Like, it made me so self conscious. And it's like, it was in fest. And at the time, those magazines were all over the Pleasant Dome and everywhere. Yeah. And so every time I walked in, I was, I was just like, it affected me so much. I was like looking around at every, every yeah. person reading this fucking magazine. They normally get it right though, Fest, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> In terms of, <laughs> not really. I got, I got, um, I got a two and I was going to cancel my show that night. I read it. Yeah. I rung, I rung my agent and I turned up. I thought I, I couldn't even go into the Pleasant's Courtyard. I thought everyone knew. It was fucking yeah. horrible. I'd had a big joint as well. No, that's like, <laughs> and I, I just walked into it to face it. No one fucking even knew. I'd no, be cool. I love, I love um, the fact that you got your like emotional armor on and like kicked the doors. I, did, the I just <laughs> went in there, just be having you. No one knew. And then, um, and also the crowd was bigger that night than any other show I did. Like yeah. I thought there'd be no one there. Well, that comes yeah. to see the shittest show on the fringe, mate. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that might have been it. It was an I think event. It was all comics at the back. <laughs> <laughs> the last last ever I did, like, um, which is la the last one, 2019, I got like pretty much all good reviews, right? It was it was it was all fours, but I didn't take any pleasure out of it at all because it was like it wasn't a five, so I was like, right, I want a five, and then I got a five, and I was like, right, good. And then on the last day, 
uh, you can tell I'm still, this still bugs me because uh, I've mentioned it already. I got a three right. off, off Steve Bennett. And, and it was almost like part of my brain, the negative part was like, oh, great. This is what you've been waiting for. Because I'd had a good run. Yeah. So I hadn't had anything to fixate on. And I just fixated on it for the next three days. And it just fucking... Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't yeah. even that bad. He just missed the point and completely missed the direction. Yeah. But, but I know that is such an unhealthy way to be as a performer, I think. Yeah, I think it is. Because, you know, what? again, it's that thing. If you look at... If you get 100 people in an audience... Like, why are you going to hold the person who's written their response down view above the other ninety nine? All they, all they, all they, all the only difference between them and the other ninety nine people is they've got a pen and paper on them. Yeah, you know what I mean, I don't think, and that's not to take away. I, I, I totally, I've got a lot of respect for like the concept of reviewing. I understand its point and its purpose. It's to, it's like a sort of report back, isn't it? They go and see something, they report back to the world to tell people roughly what it's about and their opinion on it. And if that helps other people want to see it or not, then that's, that's their choice. But actually, I don't think, I, I always felt like that's an exchange between that audience member and potential audience members. I'm not mm. in that. I'm not part of that discussion. No, that's right. And you're right. You're right. That's the, that's the, that's the healthy way to be about it. So, yeah. Yeah. But there we go. There we go. Please leave us some nice comments on uh, iTunes. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sign up to Patreon.com. Uh, um, we are actually on Patreon. We've signed up. We've got a Patreon now, Joe. We've started finally. We've been talking about setting up for about six months, but we never got around to it. And with our what, what, now uh, loads of free time. So you're doing like little uh, videos for the Patreon people and stuff. Yeah, I'm, we do I'm extras. Doing a blog for mine, and they're getting yeah. first view of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just do extra little catch-ups and things that they get video. They get videos of podcasts rather than just the audio, like normal people. They also get secret podcasts and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, um, There's a lot of different things they get actually. And yeah, if they it's stay with good. us for the first three months, um, Julian's going to send them a picture of his dick. Yeah, just so they <laughs> can feel better. I've just him, so. that was I've just announced that I wasn't meant to announce it quite yet. Is that for a certain tier of patron? Or yeah, that's one? the pound a month one. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, it's, it's fun. I mean, it's, it's fun, isn't it? It's fun, all yeah. this business. Um, we should probably wrap it up shortly. But any other business, Julian Dean? When's your next... I've got no business, really. Just uh, Instagram. That's about it. Just all over the gram, mate. People, can people still see your Instagram uh, story video that might get taken down, or is it gone? I think it's might have gone now. Okay, what Julian put a Julian put a video up last week, and then took it down because he was worried that he'd get in trouble. I had a panic put it, attack. Put it back up yesterday. It had um, in the background. It had some quite graphic gay pornography. Um, but it was so quick. I had to go through so much gay porn to find that perfect bit. Do you know yeah, what I mean? What four yeah. or five weeks were? <laughs> yeah. So, um, but, was it in my best of folder on my desktop? Anna found it so funny when she saw it. Yeah. It got a lot of good, it got a lot of shares and stuff. People really liked it, and I was still like, I did know it get something. taken down? No, it was on a story, so it's only twenty four oh, hours. Right, right. I was yeah. worried about getting banned, to be honest, but. It was all right. I want, I'd like to have posted it. Just on put, it up, wall. put it up once a week, just as a little tradition. On Twitter, um, you can put porn. You Not put that I'm going to or want to, but you, it, it, it allows it. Have you put that video on Twitter? I did, yeah. I don't oh, think I a lot of people watched it. I'll share it. I didn't see it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the thing with Twitter. It's, if you, yes, it, one, it's so, much, so much is going on, you just miss it. If it thing, gets retweeted it? a few times, it gets a lot of views on Twitter stuff, yeah, those videos, yeah, yeah, yeah. for some reason. Yeah. Like my uh, other video, I had like 3,000 in about two hours, which is, it wouldn't have got that on Insta. No, not at all. So it's interesting. Uh, yeah, it's, Al, Green, Al Green is uh, smashing it on Twitter, isn't he? He's so good. He's funny. I, I don't watch him on, I watch oh. him on Instagram. Oh, Oh, on Twitter, he gets, yeah, he's, he's, his stuff's just funny, though, man. He's just got he's that. He's such a good actor. He's always been a really good actor, yeah, isn't he? exactly. His hit rate is insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one pretty much is a banger. Yeah, he's very funny. I think he's, um, he was touring just before this as well, wasn't he? Well, he was doing those live shows at the Prince Charles Theatre, which were oh, selling out. Was, so, yeah, it's amazing. That was it. Uh, but right, we should wrap it up. Any other uh, thoughts, yeah. business? Have you got any, where uh, can people find your stuff? Yeah, so I'm uh, it's Troy Hawk on Facebook, That's and Wednesday with an E at the end. 
absolutely. Troy Hawk on Facebook. Uh, Wednesday and Sunday. Yeah. Uh, got the live phone-in show, and then just at what various, time? What time is uh, it? Six o'clock. Six o'clock. Dinner time. Every Wednesday and Sunday. Cool man. Um, Check out Troy Hawk. Very, very great. Very funny. Um, you should bring Filberto back as a little. Filberto is dead. <laughs> That's I what I mean. Ten years Berto. down the line, do why don't you do a show where um, Troy Hawk finds out what happened to Filberto? <laughs> Does a séance. <laughs> Turns out he was uh, murdered. That'll make the ten Filberto fans from two thousand and nine very happy. Right. Um, thanks for everyone who's listened, and uh, thanks for coming, Milo. Do it again soon, yeah. man. No, absolute pleasure. Was this live? Were you gonna? No, no, no. So we're gonna. This is gonna go out as a normal podcast next week, and the video will go up on our Patreon. Patreon. Uh, So people, if they prefer their podcasts visual, they can watch it on there. So Patreon.com forward slash Two Vegan Idiots. Beautiful. Good bit of admin there. Um, Right. I'm gonna hit end record, and then we're gonna slag off some comedians. No. Bye. Take <laughs> Yes. No, 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 no.